So she ended up pretty much escaping out of Egypt with me in like a basket, Moses style. I enjoyed it all, you know, and and seeing all of that and having that access to to all that type of music here in New York, definitely I feel like created a very well-rounded kind of musician in me. And another reason why I was having problems is that my tonsils were not allowing for the breath to get through so I was like muscling and I was like lifting my chin a lot like to reach certain notes so my vocal cords were muscling against each other I think that also the fact that you almost lost your gift or you could yes. have lost your gift yes that too another, probably another reason why oh you yeah you keep going a hundred percent Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Rubbing Shoulders podcast, episode six, with yours truly, your host, Evan Quinones. Um, Thank you so much for clicking on this video. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, Um, which reminds me. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit that notification bell so that you don't miss a single upload. And if you're listening on any uh, podcast platform, make sure you're following the podcast. Make sure you're following the show so that you don't miss a single episode. We release episodes Mondays now, both the audio version and the video on YouTube. So both of those are released on Mondays. So make sure you're following so that you don't miss uh, whenever they get uploaded. Um, Please excuse, oh yeah, please excuse my facial hair and my hair in general. I haven't gotten the chance to cut it. Um, And so it's a little, it's a little bit much right now, but it is what it is. Also, I've decided to wear my hoodie because it is, it has been a rainy, cold, wet weekend in New York City. And I figured why not just use my hoodie, you know, because it's casual, cozy kind of feeling. So went ahead and and did that so um yeah so i am excited for today's um episode for this episode and today's guest um she is an up-and-coming she's amazing amazing talented up-and-coming singer songwriter um amira b who lives right here in new york city um it's funny how i actually discovered her i follow someone on Instagram who was actually at one of her performances. I don't know if she was performing at a bar or a club or a restaurant, but the person that I follow actually um, recorded her performing and uploaded it to their stories. And I'm like, who is this talented singer? Like, you know, who is she? I want to know more about her. And so I reached out to her on Instagram and I asked if she'd be willing to come onto my show and have me interview her and she was so gracious and so nice about it and she agreed so i'm thankful to her for that Um, but she has an incredible story um and i'm so excited that she got to tell her story and that you guys can actually listen to it and maybe get inspired um and just really learn something about yourself you know from her story you know so that's the plan for that's the plan for every episode but you know i hope that that comes through with this episode as well and i think it will but um yeah so i figured for today's intro um i do something a little different last week i did a QA. you guys sent me um some questions on instagram and i answered your questions it was about me the show whatever but today i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna do some would you rather questions now i went on google 
and I have, I basically Googled, um, would you rather generator? So it's going to give me a bunch of websites that um, are going to generate um, would you rather scenarios? And I basically have to choose um, which one I would rather do. So I'm just going to click the first one. It's would you rather generator from randomwordgenerator.com. And I'm just going to go ahead and do that. So the first one that pops up, I'm not going to cheat. I'm just going to go ahead and maybe I'll do like five or 10 of these. Um, and I'm just going to answer them. So the first one that popped up was, would you rather watch TV that's commercial free, but doesn't have a remote or have a remote, but you can watch all the commercials? Wait, I'm confused. Would you rather watch TV that's commercial free, but doesn't have a remote or have a remote, but you have to watch all the commercials? Uh, would you rather watch? I really have to read this more. I have to read this a few times to get it. Would you rather watch TV that's commercial free, but doesn't have a remote? Who uses a remote anymore anyway? Or have a remote, but have but you have to watch all the commercials. Um, honestly, I don't really care either way. <laughs> I don't care about commercials. I don't care about commercial free. Um, I guess I would go with, I guess I would go with have a remote, but you have to watch all the commercials. Um, yeah, because first of all, commercials, there are some commercials that are really funny. So I, you know, I, I, I don't mind watching some of them, but it would be weird not having a remote. Like, I don't know, everything has a remote. Like my, I want, I use Apple TV and i need a remote to fast forward or to like choose what i want to watch this seems like a very old school question i don't know like a very outdated question what happened what just happened okay i just literally went to the next one okay would you rather always have spinach stuck in your teeth or always have dandruff on your shoulders oh fuck. um well i I do suffer from dandruff. <laughs> not crazy, not it's not anything crazy, but um, if my scalp gets really, really like dry and um, I guess it, it, if it goes through its changes, I do get dandruff. Um, I'd rather, I guess I would rather have spinach stuck in my teeth because I feel like I can hide that, but it also depends where, like where is it gonna be stuck? Is it gonna be stuck in the back? Like, I have all these questions. If it's stuck in the back of my of my teeth, like the back teeth, I, I'd rather have spinach stuck in my teeth because you can hide that. But with dandruff, you really can't hide it, especially if you're wearing a dark shirt, it's always gonna show. So um, I'd rather have spinach stuck in my teeth. But always have spinach stuck in your teeth? Yeah, no, yeah, I would rather have spinach stuck in my teeth. I don't know, I guess that's my final answer. Okay, next. Would you rather be in a quiet room with someone tapping their foot or clicking a pen? I'd rather have someone, I'd rather be, I'd rather be in a quiet room with someone um, clicking a pen because I know that that's going to be like the same volume. Like it's not going to be loud. It's not going to be as loud as someone tapping their foot because um, that can always depending on how they tap their foot is it really loud like heavy or is it light like you just never know but with a pen you know that it's going to be the same sound i guess the same volume 
So I guess I'd rather be in a quiet room with someone who is clicking a pen. Next, would you rather be intelligent but poor or stupid but rich? I'd rather be intelligent but poor. Um, I so I grew up so we weren't the richest family in obviously we weren't super wealthy but we got by um and you know i i never suffered i was never hungry i was never um i know i got all i all that i needed um but i'd rather be intelligent because that's something that i feel like it's more valuable and it's more it's 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 more important to be smarter than it is to be rich, I guess you can say, because you can always find a way to, if you're intelligent enough, you can always figure out how to get yourself out of a, out of a situation such as being poor, I feel like. Um, but if you're stupid but rich, who's to say that you're going to lose all your money because you don't know how to manage your money? You don't know how to... Um, yeah, you don't know how to manage your money. So like it, it you know, like if you're stupid, you, it, it just doesn't make any sense for you to have money. I feel like, I don't know. I might, I, I feel like I'm like confusing myself, <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I'd rather be intelligent but poor because I can find a way to get myself out of that situation. I feel like, would you rather wear clothes that are a bit too small or wear clothes three times too big? Um, I feel like, well, yeah, I'd rather wear, obviously I'd rather wear clothes that are three times too big because if it's too small for me, it's going to be too uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't want to feel like I'm like gasping for air. Um, and you know, I feel like you can get away with having baggier clothes. Like it just, you can, it, you can make it look good. But with super tight, super, super tight clothing, like it just looks a little, it looks a little weird. Like, are they breathing? Are they able to breathe? And I don't want to have to go through that. So I'd rather just have bigger clothes. Um, yeah, I'd rather have clothes that are three times my, three times bigger. Would you rather have lips made of teeth or teeth <laughs> made of lips? <laughs> um... Would you rather have lips made of teeth or teeth made of lips? I'd rather have teeth made of lips because I don't normally smile with my teeth. Like I'm, I usually just smile like this, unless I'm laughing and like talking to someone that can really make me smile wide. It's very rare. Like in pictures, like I rarely show my teeth. So I feel like I can get away with having teeth made of lips. I can just hide them. You know, I would, I would never smile with my, my mouth open. <laughs> I would never show the inside of my mouth. So yeah, I would rather have teeth made of lips. Okay, next. Would you rather get rid of 90% of your possessions or 10% of your friends? Um, I already have 10% of my friends. So if I, <laughs> I don't really have a big circle of friends to begin with. So if I got rid of them, I wouldn't have any friends. But I also, I don't have a lot of, I have a lot of things, but I, I wouldn't mind if most of them were gone. 
or if I got rid of most of them. So I guess I would get rid of 90% of my possessions and then keep the 10% that I hold dear to me, like my laptop, the things that I need. <laughs> um, okay, so it looks like, okay, ne never mind. I was like, it, it looks like my the internet went out, but it didn't, thank God. Okay, so now I'm gonna do one more, next one. Would you rather get no gifts on your birthday or 100 gifts that are absolutely hated, that you absolutely hated on your birthday? I would rather get no gifts on my birthday only because that already happens. Like I don't, I don't really get gifts and that's okay with me. Like I don't mind not getting gifts on my birthday. Um, I'd rather just be spending it with family, spending it with friends, spending it with people that I care about. Don't give me gifts. You don't have to give me gifts. It'd be nice. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't like reject you if you did, but I already have everything that I want. Not everything. Like I, the things that I have already, like I'm fine with, I'm like, I'm okay with having them. I don't need the latest thing. I don't like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not very picky when it comes to technology. Like I don't need the latest thing, the latest phone, the latest laptop. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's one of those things that having materialistic things doesn't mean anything to me. So I'd rather just um, get no gifts on my birthday. Yeah. So that's about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started with this interview with Amira B, who again, like I said, is very amazing, super talented, and I cannot wait to go see her live, being that she also lives here in New York City and she performs out here a lot. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Without further ado, please welcome the amazing, the talented Amira B. So is it Amira or Amira? It's Amira. Amira. Yes. Okay, I figured that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for joining me. I, I was I was introduced to you because one of my followers was at one of your performances. I can't remember who it was, but they were, were recording you performing and I was like, wow, she's super talented. I have to know more about her. And here we are. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Yeah. How's your week been? Busy? It's been busy. Um, kind of been a very slow summer for me usually i'm gigging a lot but unfortunately um my residency i had a residency that was up in harlem um i was booked out all the way through october but it got canceled because the mm. venue some issues were going on with that and then i had some other gigs canceled but things seem to be picking up a little bit more i'm looking for more things from my personal band um currently and i'm a private music instructor when i'm not okay. singing so all the students are back, so nice. <laughs> um, awesome. at least I've got that happening. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I can't believe like the year's almost over. I can't believe Christmas is three months away. Like I know it's like the whole entire year just flew by. Where did it go? Like I didn't even have a summer. Like I had no. I didn't have a beach day. It was it was crazy. This summer just like this year was weird summer. Yeah, like, I literally usually get go to the beach at least ten times. Um, you know, in the season, I I literally only went like twice, and I'm just like. Yeah what like what happened yeah. this summer and everyone that i've been speaking to has said like feels the same way it's yeah like weird summer it's like i don't I'm, know i don't know what it is it was anyway <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it's like post-covid i think we're still like all trying to get out of post-covid and yeah. it's just weird to kind of be back in the zone after 
not being for so long. And I think we're all still kind of traumatized. <laughs> right, exactly. But then also as you get older, just time flies naturally, that, unfortunately. That too. Faster and faster and faster. <laughs> it's like, damn, it's like, can I, can I go back to being a kid at least for like yeah. a year? <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to get to know more about you and your life and, and how you came to where you are today and who you are today. Um, so you were born in Egypt, right? Yes, I was born in Cairo, Egypt. Mm -hmm. My biological father is Egyptian. Okay. And then you moved to Russia as a young girl with your mom. Yes, I moved there. I was about three months old, actually. My mom found out that my biological father was cheating. And in um, Muslim countries, typically the male will get custody. So she didn't want that to happen. So she ended up pretty much escaping out of Egypt with me in like a basket, Moses wow. style. Um, but <laughs> she gave me wine and everything. This is obviously before like crazy TSA and security stuff. But she she basically just uh, escaped Egypt uh, with me back to her hometown in Russia. Wow. And I was raised by mostly my mom and my grandmother until we moved to New York because my mom ended up meeting my stepdad when I was around 18 months old and they started dating and got married okay. when I was seven. So you have no memory of Egypt or, or nothing? No, not Egypt. I, cause I was a baby when I left, but Russia, I do have some memories still from uh, Russia, some bad, some good, but, um, but yeah, mostly I feel like for me, it felt like my life really started when I moved here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a moving, I guess, like a couple of times like that was, was definitely a lot and especially shifting cultures and learning. I didn't know a word of English when I moved to America. So right. I had to learn English and all of that and kind of assimilate. And uh, it was, it was stressful, definitely anxiety inducing. Like I just wanted to be accepted, obviously. So oh, yeah. And how's your, do you have a relationship with your biological father today? Uh, it's kind of sticky. He tries to reach out. Um, it's very back and forth. I, um, I don't know. I think I still, I'm pretty wounded by the fact that he never really was around. So for me, I think it's more of me kind of protecting myself, but I have met him a few times. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time, but he suffers from some mental illness issues. So I, it's just something that I try to protect myself in. Um, but I think about it quite often where I'm like, am I going to regret not having kind of a relationship with him? So it's something that I'm still definitely working through and trying to figure out whether that's a relationship that I kind of want to foster and, um, and, you know, kind of build up. So, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. And so now you've, you've been in New York since you were seven, right? Yes. I seven. moved here when I was seven. Do you consider, so you consider New York your home? Like, do you consider yourself a true New Yorker? Mm -hmm. I would consider myself a New Yorker at this point. Yeah. It's, okay. And it's really weird to even like, like I definitely am Russian, Egyptian. I feel it, but it's like mostly <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. Yes. Yes. Are you an yeah. only child? I'm not. I have a half brother. Okay. Um, uh, my mom, she remarried to my stepdad. And I have a brother who is 11 years younger than me. So I'm 32. He's 21. Yeah. Uh, he also does music. It's really nice. cool. We're very That's awesome. Close, so 
Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> um, so when you moved to New York City, you you were exposed to other forms of, of musical genres. What kind of music were you like listening to prior to New York City, like moving here? I know you learned how to play like classical piano, right? Yeah. So I started playing classical piano when I was four uh, in Russia. And then once I moved here, I continued to kind of study classical piano. In Russia, I remember listening to a lot of Britney Spears. Um, I was obsessed with her. I actually, that whole album, I just, you know, memorized it as much as I could. I obviously didn't know how to speak English, but I was like fanatically singing yeah. whatever. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Whatever you like, were hearing, I yeah. To a hairbrush. So um, uh, that was like really my first, like, I think American artist that I fell in love with was Britney Spears. And then um, I listened to a bunch of like Michael Jackson out there. Um, as well. My mom would listen to tapes and things like that. Once I moved here, though, um, I was, there was just, there's just so much music and so many mm. different cultures. It's very diverse. So it was like an instant kind of, kind of shock to just be introduced to so many different uh, types of music. But I was very intrigued with um, and started listening to a lot of my dad really was into like classical rock. So listened to a bunch of that, like Steely Dan and all of that. Then I had my uncle who was very into jazz. And so I really listened to a lot of jazz growing up when I was younger. Thelonious Monk, all of that, all, like a lot of the piano, uh, Bill Evans, just just that was, I think, the big genre for me that I was very interested in that I never really felt like I heard or just was exposed to in, in a small town in Russia. And um, so I I really, really tapped into like that kind of jazz, R&B, soul world. Um, but I, I would say like later on, I was very intrigued about writing that kind of style myself. I really enjoyed listening to it. But before I got there into writing, I... Um, I really actually got interested in musical theater. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was going to be like in musical theater. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so I did, I went to LaGuardia and I did all the shows. I went to Stage Door Manor, which is a theater camp. Uh, ben Platt came from um, Beanie, Beanie Feldstein. I know all these people, we, we literally were campers together. So, uh, and that was, that was what I thought my life was going to be. Um, but then things kind of shifted once I found out that I could start writing songs and I do miss Broadway, though. I, I sometimes think about it where I'm like, wait, should I maybe audition again? Start auditioning <laughs> for stuff. But yeah, it's kind of, I enjoyed it all, you know, and, and seeing all of that and having that access to here, to all that types of music here in New York, definitely, I feel like created a very well-rounded kind of musician in me where I could kind of be flexible and to doing whatever, as long as I enjoyed it. Exactly. At what age did you realize that you had a voice that you can sing? And did you always knew that that's what you really wanted to do? So I went to a, once I moved here, I started doing like after school piano classes. And, um, and then I tried to audition. I went to public school, piece in 66, but I tried to audition for this school. It's called special music school. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's complicated. It's like, a, it's a public school, but it's, you have to audition in order to get into it. Um, and you're basically scholarship based once you do um, get into the school. If you do, it's very small. The program from K through eighth grade, it's only um, one class per grade. And there's only 15 kids in a class. So it's very, very tiny. 
Um, so it's very hard to get into. Um, so it took me two years to get into because there were no open spots because I moved here, skipped the first grade, went straight into second grade, did second and third grade and gifted and talented at PS166 and and um, and fourth grade as well. And then I got into special music school, even though I kept auditioning, there just weren't any spots available, got into special music school. And then I was there, which is in Lincoln Center. And I was there studying classical piano. And I remember that I just was very, I was very good at what I was doing with the classical piano. Um, but I, we, we sang in chorus and I did enjoy singing. I always enjoy singing when I was like young. But there was this one girl in my class who just was like kind of like the star singer. And like all like if if anyone kind of had an inkling of trying to sing, like she was like, you know, she met Alicia Keys. She was getting signed, like all these things were happening to her as a young and she's very talented. So we were we were like if we tried to sing, like we would be very kind of like not starstruck, but just like, oh, wait, like, no, she's the singer. And I remember this one moment where I sang, oh, yeah, I sang The Wizard and I at the talent show. I, was, I think I was in seventh grade or eighth grade. This was my last year at the Bush Music School. And I went in there and I sang the song and I like literally nobody knew I had it in me. <laughs> like wow. it was just like, wow, everyone was floored. That video is still up on YouTube, which is really fun. But that was the moment where everyone was like, whoa, she can sing. And then I got invited to perform at the gala that year. Um, and that really like gave me the confidence to be like, oh, wait, like I have this other skill that like I always enjoyed and loved and did it for myself. But like now I can I I can I don't have to be scared because there's someone else who's really, really great, too. Yeah. We could all be great. Um, but that was really the moment. And then that's when I kind of knew that I wanted to go to continue to like performing arts high school. And I, and I really when I once I visited um, LaGuardia, I just knew that that was like gonna be the place for me. Yeah. So. You hear a lot of these stories of singers who like, they love, they enjoyed singing, but they never, they didn't think that that was, that dream was obtainable. Like they had to right. like go through something that was like a wake up call, like, wow, I can actually do this for a living, you know? It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. So you did it. So you, you mentioned you attended LaGuardia. I actually, went to Beacon High School, which was not that oh, far nice. from. Yeah, yeah, a few, yeah, right in the, we were neighbor, practically neighbors. Yeah, I had a lot <laughs> of friends so, from Beacon, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but I, I remember LaGuardia just a few blocks away. It was like walking distance, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so how important is education to you? Because I know not only did you get a dual degree in music business and songwriting at, um, what was it? Miami's Frost School of Music. Yes. And then you also got a master's for music in studio composition at, at SUNY, at, at uh, Purchase. Yeah, so, I just graduated actually in May. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, um, yeah, that experience, I, well, definitely, I didn't go back to back with undergrad and master's, obviously, because I graduated um, undergrad in 2014. Um, but I felt like I, there was just something missing and that's why I really wanted to go back to school. And I think I forgot how to like be more disciplined, I guess. And like really just the practicing just, there's just, just, just felt like got stale. And, and then with COVID and having like no idea what to do, what I was doing, whether I should like shift gears or 
whatnot, I was like, well, maybe I should just go back to grad school and like hone in on the skills that I feel like are not my strengths and not focus on my strengths and rather than like focus on the strengths, focus on the weaknesses and things that I've been wanting to work on, which are things like production and um, just tapping into other genres that I may not have, you know, have had experience. And so going back to grad school for me was really important. I'm so glad that I did it because I was in charge of like making my own schedule and, and basically, and that's why I really love this program too, is that, you know, they were flexible enough to allow me to kind of see what I wanted to do and what I wanted to kind of work on. I didn't want to go back for the songwriting master's degree um, and learn about songwriting. I, I know how to write a song. I, I wanted to like learn more about the production skills, do some more jazz composition, like take rhythm classes, just just kind of like next level. And I and I was able to do that. So I'm really, really happy that I was able to do that. Um, and I think that it's just really provided me a lot more than uh, more foundation than I even had before. Yeah. Was education something that was instilled in you, like by your mom and your, your stepfather? Yeah. I mean, I think there was I don't know if I like would have per se wanted to go to college now if if I was this age back then uh -huh. looking back you know what I'm saying but um yeah. I I I don't know I feel like it it was important for my growth and yeah. and both of my parents did want me to go to college the master's was definitely more of my idea but the undergrad was definitely like you have to go to college it's something that you should be doing um looking back at it would I have maybe chosen to like go down just the music career and just do auditioning and stuff? Maybe. But I think that that experience was it, my undergrad was very, 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 very difficult because I had um I had a serious vocal injury. So I thought I never was actually going to be able to sing mm -hmm. um, again. So I'm very, very grateful for that experience because it taught me how to take care of myself um, and it taught me to like just you know not forget about myself as a being and that I am a walking talking instrument and that I have to take care of myself and preserve um it. yeah preserve it and that's something that I don't think I was doing and and mentally it just was not all there as well it's, it's just, my 20s were just like kind of very messy so I um I had this vocal injury and I was told that it wasn't a cyst, but it was a pseudo cyst, which is the level before a cyst. So the the options were that I would have to go to speech therapy and relearn how to like talk in the correct kind of like, because I was actually talking in a lower register down here and then ruining my voice even more, mm. screaming, doing all the things and in college, going to football games and just, again, not taking care of myself. And I was, the options were that I could get my vocal cord snipped um, or my doctor noticed that I had really large tonsils. And the reason, another reason why I was having problems is that my tonsils were not allowing for the breath to get through. So I was like muscling and I was like lifting my chin a lot, like to reach certain notes. So my vocal cords were muscling against each other and providing friction. And that's why I was getting like this pseudocyst and cyst and yeah. this rubbing against each other. 
And, um, and because I wasn't staying hydrated and all those things, they were like literally rubbing without like any type of hydration. So, um, so I, we decided that I was going to do the tonsillectomy. I took a semester off from school. I took, I got the tonsils removed and, um, I was told that I would have to basically relearn how to sing and that my, my, endurance might not be the same because of this this pseudo cyst and that you know that everything was possible but it's just that it would be a kind of different way of singing for me and um and I was very nervous about it and I didn't know obviously what was going to come out of it and after my surgery I ended up getting bronchitis and I was really really sick um and I went after I finished with the bronchitis I went to my doctor for a checkup and she's scoping me on and looking and she was like hmm and I was like what she's like I don't know I've never seen this in my like entire medical career before and I'm like what like I'm like sitting there like freaking out at this point (laughs) and she's like well I don't know like your pseudocyst is gone and I'm like what do you mean it's gone I thought I thought I was going to have to like relearn how to sing that my texture, my timbre, my change and whatever. And that if it got worse, that I would definitely have to get operated on my vocal cords. Right. And she was like, listen, like I said, I've really never seen this ever in my entire career. I've worked with vocalists, I've worked with non-vocalists, but I, the only thing that makes sense to me is that you were coughing so ferociously from the bronchitis that you must've just coughed it off. Wow. So to me in my head, it was like, is this a miracle or something? Is this like my get out of jail free card? Like a blessing in disguise or yeah, something. Like yeah, like literally. I was like, um, is this like the universe trying to tell me that I will be singing and that I should be singing and this is my destiny in a way? Wow. So from that moment on, that was like a sign that I was like, man, I really got to like take care of myself. Yeah. And since then, I've been very adamant about vocal hygiene. I actually had a job after that when I moved back to New York. I was doing mom like doing mommy and me classes, which a lot of singing and in the morning. And I ended up getting a pre note from that. So I had to like go through this kind of experience, not at that same level, but I had to get rid of that before it got into a node. So um, but I've been very adamant about it. And since that pre note, just like 10 years ago, um, and we got I got rid of it naturally from just exercises and and literally being like hey guys i can't work five days a week right. it's just not can't. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so after that i um i have thankfully not had any problems and have maintained my health in in the vocal department <laughs> so wow that's, that's yeah amazing. that's amazing um so you've been all over egypt russia moved here then you went to miami purchased what where else have you visited or have traveled to that has left a a lasting impression on you because i i still haven't left the country yet oh my gosh (laughs) i've been here 30 31 years born and raised here and i have not left the country i have my passport it's waiting to be used yeah (laughs) it's waiting it's in my drawer waiting to be used but as soon as i get my vacation time for my day job Trust me, I'm going out of here. <laughs> I did. I did like a Euro trip last summer, and it was the best thing that I've ever done for myself. Um, you learn so much, and it just—I love like exploring other people's cultures and learning yeah. about other people, seeing how people live in different places. So, something that's wonderful. Um, speaking of that, I uh, <laughs> when I graduated from college, I moved back to New York 
2014, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I was doing. I just had obviously that surgery. Uh, and then I sang for a semester, graduated, like finished out my, my whole um, year. It was a year and a half after the surgery, but finished out school. And I came back and then I was like, man, do I really want to do this music thing? Or am I like, whatever. So I was trying to find jobs. I like ended up getting this job on wall street for this insurance company as like, like reception. I got fired on the third day <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm clearly not a corporate girly. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. So, and at that point I was dating this guy who I met up here at, a, at like Woodstock reunion upstate, which is really, really fun. Um, and he was moving out to Malaysia at that point to start a business with his brother. So he was like, Oh, you got fired. Oh, well, why don't you just come out here? Like, you know, we, we were we were dating prior to him moving there. And then at that point, he was like, I'm moving. And I'm like, oh, wow, that sucks. And then after me getting fired, he's like, well, why don't you just come out to Malaysia too? Like, and I was like, okay, he paid for my flight. I came out there and I lived there for four months. I, I consider it my study abroad time. <laughs> um, and, and I moved to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So I lived right in the city. And I actually, I'm really glad that I did it because it felt smaller and it felt easier to start my music up again there. Yeah. So I formed a band. I was performing out there. Um, and that really kind of gave me, it felt like it was a big fish in a smaller pond. So I think it gave me a little bit more confidence that I lost from this whole experience of losing my voice, the surgery, and trying to get the confidence back I had so much confidence prior to that so it was like it was just like building rebuilding it back up so I think that experience I'm very grateful for it because a it was a lot cheaper to live out there as well so I didn't really have to worry too too much about like working um I was practically living off of my savings and then like getting paid for my gigs out there and and they would pay pretty well actually so um yeah it it was perfect in that moment of time for me to really kind of get myself back in on track. So yeah. then by the time I came back um, to New York, I felt ready to kind of start my experience here and form my own soul band and start my project that I put out in 2017 called Define. That was my first project that I put out. Nice. Um, so yeah, but that was a, that was a very, interesting experience yeah it's it's interesting how like you kind of have to leave your immediate environment to gain you know perspective and um motivation and just creative drive i guess you can say yeah yeah totally. um so you started you said you released started releasing music in 2017 right yes um but in 2020 you released do you which was was that your debut album that was my actually was an EP that I came out. So I'm okay. I'm working towards the debut album. Okay. Um that the 2017 LP came out. That was like a bunch of songs that I wrote throughout my life, like through high school and up through college. Um, so it it taught, you know, it was a lot of heartbreak and just finding yourself. And it was a it was more of like a soul band, like trumpet, sax trombone it's unfortunately uh, not on any platforms except for soundcloud mm -hmm. you have a direct link because um i felt that the production just didn't showcase my artistry uh in the moment now 
And there's, I am thinking about re-recording some of those songs from that album and re-releasing them. But my main goal right now is really thinking about the next project and compiling the next project because I have a ton of songs that are like out there ready to go, but it's just about getting organized and trying to figure out what kind of album I want to put out afterwards because it seems yeah. that I've been kind of putting out different vibes. Um, and the Do You EP, which came out in 2020, and did pretty well. Um, I loved it. I listened to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, It's, it's very, it's an indie. I mean, for indie, it did pretty well. So I was very happy with it. But um, it's more of like a neo soul vibe. And then lately, I've been putting out like singles that are more, some of them are more like R&B pop. And then the most recent one that I just put out is just straight R&B. But I have been getting some great responses from all the different things and I kind of like don't want to put myself in a box exactly that's why I like kind of release whatever I feel stays true stays true to myself so yeah yeah yeah. you should you should limit yourself I mean look at Taylor Swift she went from pure country to where she is now it's crazy yeah um a common theme in your songs that you wrote for do you specifically um is um like love and questioning the authenticity of of a relationship um you know there's that saying that art imitates life so what what real life experience did you draw from that inspired the songs from from that ep so that ep um what came from a lot of like heartbreak from my ex who i was living in malaysia with um and I felt like I didn't know who I was around him. And just certain days, I just didn't feel like myself, anxiety, depression. So living in a different country too, with all no friends, things like that. Um, I think those emotions, a lot of those emotions definitely have been instilled in the EP. Um, and I think that Do You, specifically the title track, that track um, was a response to all these emotions of like, well, who are you? Um, and what do you want to do? And and that's why in that song, that song is really a self-affirmation song for myself. And I wrote it to remind myself who I am. <laughs> and that in eventually, that really, that all I need is myself in order to persevere in hardships um and not hardships not hard times just just knowing the the authenticity of who i am and to to always stay true to to myself and to what i want to do hence the do you just do you you know like so that's that's really kind of that was the response to all the other songs that kind of like talk about heartbreak and and just feeling like you're in sync with someone and it kind of does tell a story from top to finish. Mm-hmm. I try to do that with most of my like albums um, where, you know, you kind of fall in love in the beginning. Then there's like the song that it's like, Oh, you break up. And then it's yeah. like, Oh, here's to you. The, the, yeah. you know, like the self-affirmation song. No, we don't need you. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the vibe um, of the EP. I think I tells, a story and at the end um i think alive is the last song it kind of just 
you know, reminds you that this is what these experiences are what keeps us alive um, and allows us to kind of live and yeah, just, just live through the ups and downs and the motions and things like that. What, what motivates you to keep going, to keep singing, to keep writing, to keep creating? Ah, great question. Some days I don't want to do it, (laughs) especially as I'm getting older. Um, I think the role of social media kind of makes me want to not do it, but that, that the the role that social media plays in this kind of environment, it can get really toxic. Um, But I think what keeps me going is, is my craft and the fact that I started writing music and, um, and singing for myself as a therapy, um, especially writing, it was like journaling for me as a kid, like, that's how I would emote my emotions of whatever I felt um, in the moment. And some songs people have never heard are just for me. And some songs have double meanings or that people might not know or things like that. But that's what essentially keeps me going. And when I forget that it's about me, that's when it's the toughest. Mm-hmm. Um, like posting and being like, oh man, I wanna, I wanna know how many likes this is gonna get, or like comments or blah, blah, blah. And then being like, oh, it didn't get how much I wanted, but this was such a good video, and like getting frustrated and then being like, whoa, 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 whoa. this is not about us here. Mm-hmm. We're now mm-hmm. we're thinking about all these other people and, and the views and and that's not the vibe. Yeah. So regrounding myself and thinking that it's about me at the end of the day and I'm doing it for me. That's what essentially keeps me going. Nice. I love that. And I also think if I, if I may, I think that also the fact that you almost lost your gift or you could yes. have lost your gift. Yes. That's probably another reason why oh, you, yeah. you keep going. A hundred percent. It's like, well, I was given the second chance in my mind. Yeah. It's like, well, what am I going to do with it? Am I just going to sit on it and like, let it just, and then grow up one day and be older and be like, I did nothing and I resent it. Yeah. I don't want to feel regret or resentment. I exactly. see, see that so much in like people when they get older and family members and things, oh man, I wish I did this and this and that. Yeah. That is just like something that I definitely don't want exactly. in my life. You yeah. don't want to ask, you don't want to keep asking what if, like, what if I did this? Yeah. What if, you know? Totally. It weighs on you. It weighs on you. It does. It does. It does. Um, so I want to do a segment, a fun segment that I do on my show. It's called Reddit and Weep, like read it and weep, mm-hmm. but Reddit and weep. Uh, okay. where I where I pick a, a story or a post from Reddit. It's usually, am I the asshole? I don't know if you've heard of these. Um, or <laughs> relationship advice. And they're pretty okay. funny. Some of them are pretty funny, but I want to pick one and then we can just give our thoughts and, and opinions about it. Okay. So one of, this was really short, but I want to it, it, it also there's a question behind it too. So this one says He's 20, he's a 25 year old male and he's asking, well, he's saying that his girlfriend, who's also 25, won't let him check her phone. Let me, let me get my glasses so I can read this. And my second, <laughs> my second pair of eyes. Okay, so he says, so here's what happened. We were chilling in the car waiting for our son to wake up so he, we could go to the park. She asked to go on my phone to see why her Facebook posts haven't been showing up in my feed. After doing that, she opens my camera roll and swipe from beginning to end fairly quickly, but generally looks through it all. I wasn't really watching what she was doing because I don't have anything to hide. Anyways, when she hands me my phone back, I jokingly say, okay, now I'm going to go through your camera roll. She does not agree. Says she'll do it, but only if she can hold the phone. 
then when I'm holding the phone, she absolutely won't let me look through it unless she can see everything I'm doing on her phone. Like after, after like two minutes of looking through her photos, she's basically trying to snatch the phone out of my hands. So I just give it back to her and get out and walk home. Um, we don't live together, he says. Um, a few days later, she still swears she wasn't hiding anything. He asked, is she hiding something? So what are your thoughts? Do you, what are your thoughts about like looking through your partner's phone? That one's a, I, you know what? I, I never ever went through any of my partner's phones because I felt like I never needed to. Yeah. I, I felt it in my bones. If I like, I didn't need evidence. I'd be like, I already know yeah. what's happening from just the actions of the person. Right. So the reaction of the fact, so just her reaction to him, you know, like trying to pull out the phone out of her hand or, or whatever, trying to like where she says, oh, I, I'll let you look through it, but I have to hold it. Just that reaction tells me that she is guilty of something. <laughs> yes. Something. I mean, I'm not saying she was cheating or whatever. Maybe she got a, you know, unsolicited pick or she decided right. to save it. I don't know. But something, something, she's guilty of something. And exactly. I always, that's what I always look at, like people's reactions and responses more so than anything else, because that's going to tell you more than anything else that you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> actions, speak, actions speak louder than yeah. words. And you can kind yeah. of, yeah, like you said, there's like this like intuition almost that oh, you have. Yeah. You just know. Yeah. I, so yeah. It, I, if this guy is watching, um, she's guilty in, my, in our she's opinion. Guilty. <laughs> she's Order guilty. Order in the court. Guilty. Right. <laughs> I mean, they don't live together. So I guess that kind of makes it that easier too. but, they, but they are they are together he says my girlfriend so they are right. a couple um but i don't know and they do have a kid together so well hopefully they were able to work it out but side eye <laughs> yeah exactly exactly Oof. <laughs> all right well there you go guy or <laughs> gentleman or whoever you are um she's guilty so i, I do what you will <laughs> Um, so before we wrap up, I have two more questions to ask you. One mm -hmm. is, what do you hope that that people take away from from your music? Like maybe it's the songs that you wrote specifically, or maybe it's the work that goes into the songs, like the producing and and um, the writing and whatnot. What what do you want people to know about who you are as an artist and as a person? I think I want people to know that I'm a very multifaceted human being, as we all are, and. Um, I have complex emotions as we all do. And I, whether, you know, I express how I express it is going to be through music. And um, that's why I'm kind of like, I sometimes write jazz songs and sometimes I like, it's never just always one thing. And I think I want people to know that it's just the fact that that's just what comes out of me. And it's, and um, if you resonate with it, great. If you don't, it's okay. Um, and I'm always grateful for even, I get like messages sometimes from people on Instagram or whatever, random people will be like, my God, I love do you. Like it's given me like so much hope and so many like dark times or even if it's just one person who resonates with one of my songs, it's, it, it feels like A, we're connected already. And and that's what we're all here on this planet for is to form human connection. So for me, that that is that's the most important thing. And if and if my music is connecting with even just one, two, or few people, 
um, I feel like I'm connecting with just more and more people in that manner and feeling less alone because living can be lonely sometimes. And yeah. as we get older, it's, it's you, you outgrow certain things and outgrow certain people and you start feeling and you see everyone around you getting older and things. So, so that, that feeling of connection and the, being like, you know what, I'm not as alone as I think I am. That's, that's something that's important to me. Yeah, I can relate to that. I, I think it was one, one of the purposes behind me starting this podcast was like, I, I love interviewing people and getting their stories and everybody has a story. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you do. Like everybody has a story and it's, something that people can learn and be inspired by. So if I, if I, if this show can inspire one person, I feel like that's enough for me, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing everything that you know now at this stage of your life and your career, I mean, you're only 30, 32. Yeah. 32. Um, what advice would you give to little Amira if you can talk to her? Ooh, that's a, that's a toughie one. I think about mm -hmm. that all the time. Um, I think I would give, her advice into really believing in myself and um and just not thinking about what other people think uh or try to compare myself to other people just staying true to myself and what I want to do because I think a lot of my younger years I was trying to cater to other people and whether that meant in my career or relationships but like doing this oh I think this is cool this is you know, this will put me on the map if I'm going to be doing a cool cover or whatever, but it didn't feel authentic or true to myself in the moment. And that's why it didn't like resonate. So I think at the end of the day, it's about staying true to, to myself and um, continuing down the path of finding authenticity and, and just never giving up and believe and continuing to believe. Cause I feel like there are so many moments where I get frustrated and fed up that things are just like not working out, working out, whatever that means. And mm -hmm. it's just like, you just, these are things that are out of our control and just trusting, trusting the process. Yeah. Trust the and process. the journey, trusting yes. the process and the journey. It's a marathon. Because I'm impatient. Exactly. Yep. But I'm mm -hmm. an impatient girly. Yeah. So I want things immediately and I always have been. So little Amira, calm down. Calm down. It's okay. Yeah. Trust the process. But I also think social media kind of, we live in a day and age where we want everything. It does. You know, yeah. instant. Instantaneous. You know, so. Instantaneous. And it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a curse, unfortunately. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's sad. Um, so, well, thank you again for joining me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely make it to one of your shows. I'm going to look out Yay, awesome. for, yes, I'm going to look out for your next performance and hopefully I can make it. I definitely want to see you live for sure. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and yeah, keep in touch and yeah. I'll see you at a show. And, yes. Or maybe around. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank Bye. you. Well, you have a, a good rest of your night, okay? Thank you so much. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.